Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 118. I'm Ryan Thogmartin. That is Jeff, the funeral commander, Harbison. And Mr. Harbison, we are pinked out today. I've got yeah, pink. It, You've got pink. You need my hat. It would match perfectly. Dude, I can't I can't cover up this hair. That's right. Silver Fox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Um at least it's not turning loose. That's right. right? Yeah, you turn right. loose. By the way, speaking of pink and sort of going along the uh, pink line behind you, uh, looks yeah. like somebody's been decorating there. My uh, amazing wife has uh, been setting up our, our video studio and getting a background set. So, wow! Congratulations, We're getting there. amazing wife. Well That's done. Right. That's right. See, I win. I win. Just. She does. She makes me look good. Yeah, she does. She's uh, she's a winner, especially those two little ones uh, that she have as well. Yeah, but look, we've got a pretty cool show today. We're going to talk about finances and why we have trouble getting money for funerals, and we have a special guest on today. But to start off with, we're powered by C and J, Jamie and all his crew. So let's go ahead and talk about C and J Financial. What payment method do you prefer families use for your goods and services? Most funeral homes and cemeteries prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance as the preferred method of payment. However, families who use life insurance are able to purchase the funeral service of their choice and spend 31% more on your goods and services. By encouraging more families to pay with insurance, you can create a better experience for the family and become more profitable without increasing your call volume. The reason most firms prefer cash check or credit card over life insurance is that insurance companies are a hassle to deal with and payment can often take weeks or months to receive. With C&J Financial, you can receive funding within 24 hours of verification of benefit, thereby eliminating the hassle, headache and cash flow delay in processing insurance death claims. Let us show you why hundreds of funeral homes all across America choose C&J for their assignment funding needs and why many associations, accounting firms and industry leaders recommend C&J to their clients and members. All right, Ryan, we've got some big news this week with, uh, came out of Florida. Toll Brothers uh, has had a split, a big family icon, mm -hmm. uh, several locations, and it seems like one family uh, stayed and another family went with SCI. It's wild. Uh, is, is this a trend? Like, do we, I feel like we're seeing more and more of larger family firms uh, being split up or purchased by uh, conglomerates, corporations, whether it's SEI, Carriage, Foundation Partners. Um, it is, I mean, is this industry going to be controlled by conglomerates? Well, it's, it's funny you say that. Um, I think at some point people are going to have to align themselves, whether they be uh, funeral homes, vendors, etc., because it makes sense for the future. That's right. Uh, you've got to be a pretty powerful entity to make it out on your own. And uh, this is another example. I mean, Hires Baxley was a family firm. They're with Foundation. Uh, the McQueens mm -hmm. uh, are now Foundation. We, uh, I think it was Lowen, yep. you know, was there. And now Toll is uh, a split, not completely, but head in that direction. So, you know, uh, that's the future, it looks like. 
for people who are at least paying attention to the money. It's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of firms that are ready to be snatched up, and you know, I've you and I are both privy to be able to talk to, to some people that have deep pockets that want to buy a lot of those firms and and kind of start their own thing. So. Uh, it's interesting. It's definitely something to keep an eye on. Well, I, I can tell you the time is now. The interest rates are still decent. Uh, when those uh, start increasing, uh, the buying is going to be less. And, you know, I, we did an ad here at the Foresight Companies with a bucket. And if dying in your funeral homes on your bucket list, we can't help you. So, you know, I, I talk to funeral directors all the time or owners saying, oh, well, I'm waiting to... 65 to sell. What's the magic number about that? That's right. Yeah. Right. You know, I got bad news for you. What if you don't make it to 65? No. And what if you choke the life out of the funeral home before you're 65? Then you yeah. can't sell for anything. What if the market shifts in your area? Let's stop talking about that because we'll get people tuned us off. Speaking of being in tune, you know, you did a great post this week about giving away free content. And that's something that we here at Funeral Nation bring lots of great guests and content. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, the philosophy behind that was uh, you and I both and me individually, we get hit and questioned a lot about why do we put out and give away so much content for free when the norm in this profession has been able, people have been able to charge for every single piece of information that's put out, digested through video, digested through a webinar, you know, we did a, a free webinar this year. You did a free webinar this year where traditionally people that are competing against us are charging $150, $200 for an hour of time to be able to watch the stuff that we're covering for free. And, you know, you, you look at the way we've been able to build our brands. And I said in my, my video that I feel like it's the right thing to do because it's bettering the profession. And if we can better the profession everybody is winning. There's a lot of money that you and I both leave laying on the table because of the content that we give away free. But as I put in the text of that video post, I 1000% believe that historically we will be right. Uh, and we're, we're, we're playing the long game and not the short term cash money grab. I don't uh, disagree with you one bit. In fact, here uh, at the Foresight Companies, I believe we put out more editorial content than any company in the industry collectively uh, between about five of us that do that. And you know what? It's doing nothing but bettering educating because you can make, uh, when, when you have information, you can make educated decisions. Right. So it's a cool thing. So Ryan, who brought us our little commentary uh, piece here? Commentary is brought to us by our boys at Sitch Casket. They are disrupting and doing things differently, which we, we love movers and shakers and disruptors. So let's watch that video. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket. Sitch has changed everything for funeral homes facing declining profits from cremation, with casket quality equal to the top domestic brands, but half the cost or better. Sitch, only your accountant can tell the difference. All right, Dan, did I just say You Dan? said Dan, I'm, I'm Ryan. Dan's the guy in the other room. Without yeah. the video camera. Well, actually, the dance the guys were getting ready to. Uh, that's to, right. Uh, interview, right? So that's where I was headed there. So we're getting ready to uh, have Daniel O'Connor from Funeral Pay Plan Eastbridge. He's been about around this for some time now, and he's come up with a really creative solution that doesn't cost funeral homes to get money to pay for funerals from their clients for their families. 
Daniel, welcome back to the Funeral Nation show, man. Thank you, gentlemen. How are you? We're good. We're good. How about uh, introduce, reintroduce yourself and share with us a little bit about Eastbridge funding? Sure. Yeah. My name is Daniel O'Connor. I'm the uh, owner, founder of Eastbridge Funding. We are based uh, here in Charleston, South Carolina, have been since we started in 2007. Uh, so we're in our, I guess, June of 2007. So we're in our 11th year. And we um, specialize in, we're kind of a marketing firm, basically, for finance companies that put money into the consumer space. Uh, so they, they'll do consumer lending, whether it be retail lending, online retail, which we're doing a lot of now. We do a lot of service-based lending in the medical industry. And we've, uh, you know, as you guys know, we've been doing funeral loans for, I've been doing those for, I don't know, eight to 10 years off and on uh, with funeral homes and lenders who have been interested in lending in the space. So that's primarily what we do. And we partner up lenders who want to put money out on the streets certain industries they we've helped them build the programs put them together the rates terms structure that they're comfortable with and then we go out and we bring in the business so that they can put that money out on the street so we're kind of like their their outside sales force basically and that's kind of what we specialize in and have for most of our uh since our inception yeah i'm relatively well versed of uh this subject matter and it seems like in the funeral industry that the uh, people that need credit or they need to have a payment plan typically have really low credit scores, which makes it really difficult for lenders because it's hard to lend money to somebody that there's no collateral and they have bad credit. Yeah, it's and it's um, especially in the funeral space that I've noticed is uh, we might have talked about this before, but in the funeral industry, they don't use financing like most industries do. So most industries use financing as a sales tool. So uh, like for instance, in the, in the cosmetic surgery industry, a lot of cosmetic surgery is expensive. So, you know, whether you're going to get a, a, a facelift or a nose job or hair transplantation, whatever, those are all expensive procedures. And I know when that doctor slides over that estimate, the patient's like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be I mean, some of them, I'm sure they do their research and they know it's going to be pricey. But, you know, when that estimate comes over, it's seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000. They're sticker shock. And the other industries have used financing as a way to soften that sticker shock. So, hey, it's $8,000, but here's the way we can help you pay for this. You know, of course, we take cash, credit card, check, but we also have 12 months no interest financing and stuff. And, and then patients immediately look at those and that makes it a lot easier decision to spend seven, $8,000. In the funeral home industry, I feel it's more of used as a last resort. So it's not used as a, as a sales tool, which will attract the better credit to get them to buy now. It's used when a family member says, you know, I don't have $7,000. I've got nothing. I don't have any credit cards. I have no insurance. What can you do for me? So that's a lot of the credit demographic that we get. And it, you know, it is subprime. So We've been trying to figure out a way to tackle that problem because it's not going to go away anytime soon. The funeral home industry is not going to just totally change tomorrow and start re, you know, redoing their sales tactics. So we got to figure out, you know, how can we best take care of these families that are in that position, still need money, um, but a lender can get comfortable with. So that's kind of the ongoing battle that we always have in that industry. Um, the right. figuring out a way you can lend money to people with challenge credit 
and have the rates and turns all fall into place where it works for the funeral home as well. Right. And that's where you created funeral pay plan, which has two tiers of credit, correct? Right. Yes. Yeah, share with us a little bit about what that's about. So what funeral pay plan is, is and it kind of came out, um, we were at the NFDA several years ago and we had our standard, what I would call point of sale finance program, which is you sign up a funeral home as your merchant. The funeral home is going to send you the credit applications. You're going to approve or decline them. And the ones you approve, you'll fund the funeral home directly and you'll charge them a fee to, to compensate for that risk. And then you'll collect payments from the consumer. And that's kind of a tough thing to work because the, the fee structure can get really difficult when you're dealing with subprime credit. The funeral home has to pick up the tab of, in fees of what you normally would need to make up that risk. So in talking with these funeral directors over and over again, we kept hearing, hey, look, I don't want to be involved in the transaction. I just want to send the family somewhere and have them come back in with the money. So that's kind of where funeral pay plan came out of is that the funeral director can say, look, we have something that you can go to. Here's where you go. You'll apply. You can get approved. If you get approved, you have to upload some in income verification docs because it is a direct to consumer loan. But then the family member can have that money direct deposited in their account within in as little as 24 hours. Um, so that makes it work in that timeline of when you need to have the funeral within a few days, we can get the customer approved and have the funds directly deposited in their checking account within 24, 48 hours. So they can then come into the funeral home and pay them directly via debit card check um, at that point, because the cash is directly deposited in that customer's account. Right. And that's a good thing because as you said earlier, it's not the funeral director's responsibility and there's no fee to the funeral home. Correct. So the downside is the funeral is not getting the funds directly which funeral directors sometimes are going to scratch your head over that and say, well, what if they don't bring in the money? Well, if they don't bring in the money, you don't do the, don't funeral. Do the service, right? Yeah. <laughs> they don't get the service. And, you know, it is true that the, the family member could decide not to bury grandma and go buy a jet ski with the money, but you're not going to do the funeral if they don't bring in the funds. So that's the downside. But the plus is you're right. There is no fee to the funeral home. And not only that, there's no dealer agreement. So normally in a, in a, standard point of sale finance program, the funeral home has to agree to a whole laundry list of terms and conditions. You know, I'm not going to commit fraud. I'm not going to misrepresent all of that stuff that could eventually, if something bad happened with a loan, the lender could use as leverage against the uh, dealer to fix some situation with the customer. Here, there's no dealer agreement. So the funeral home is not agreeing to any terms and conditions. They're basically just getting paid and they're out of it. Um, there's awesome. no recourse. There's no liability for the funeral home. They're directly dealing with the consumer. So that is a, a very big plus, I think, for the funeral home industry in that aspect as well. Sure. I've been around for a while, and that's, uh, that's actually what is needed terribly. So funeral pay plan, folks, take a look at it, uh, funeralpayplan.com. And, uh, you know, Daniel, we're glad you came here. I am jealous. I love my Charleston, South Carolina. You're right on. Yep. Come out and visit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ryan's going to give you a lightning round of questions and sure. it's going to be lots of fun. I may have one over here in the hopper just for the heck of it. <laughs> All right, man, here we go. Uh, being in South Carolina, Gamecocks or Tigers? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, I am really neither. Um, I came from Missouri and okay. where I grew up, 
college football wasn't a thing. And when I moved out here, you find out very quickly, it is everything. Right. So, uh, you know, I was, I grew up and you didn't watch college football because the teams around my hometown stunk at that time. So we just didn't watch it. And I came out here and, and there's not football Sunday, it's football Saturday. So I actually enjoy, you know, kind of hanging out. I'll go to, you know, a bar or restaurant on a Saturday afternoon and I'll sit right in the middle. You got the Gamecocks over here and the Clemson people over here and you watch the show and they're great games. You know, when they, when they play each other, that's a huge event here in Charleston whenever they play each other. Every bar and restaurant has their, you know, orange everywhere and the red and black everywhere. And, and you know, they all have fun with it. And it, it's, it's a neat thing. It's got me more into college football. As all, being right. Part. all right, cool. Well, you, you might have to be a politician with that answer. Good job. Yeah. yeah. I'll try. <laughs> all right. Shrimp or oysters? For me, uh, shrimp. Okay. Um, I've always been a shrimp fan. I've never been a huge fan of oysters, which is unfortunate where I live because it's uh, – you have oyster mania around here, especially uh, every January. They have the largest oyster roast in the world at Boone's Farm, which is just a few miles up the road from me. It 11, 12,000 people come into town. They have live bands. I just don't eat the oysters. I eat shrimp and drink all right, beer. And all right. have a good time, you know? Got it. Okay. Beach or the mountains for vacation? Uh, always the beach for me. I enjoy the mountains, enjoy going there, but um, I, I've just always been a huge fan of, of the beach. One of the reasons I, I've lived here as long as I have is the beach is so close. And then when I go on vacation, I typically want to go, uh, you know, like Jeff, I like going to the Caribbean and, and just being hot and sweaty and having that blue water come in. I do go to the mountains sometimes. I enjoy Colorado and, and Mount we'll go up to Virginia sometimes and, and do those mountains. Uh, but I'm definitely beach. All right. Celebrity crush. Oh man. Let's see my celebrity crush. I've always had a celebrity crush on Penelope Cruz. That's always been my girl for a long time. And uh, Sierra Miller. Now, they're okay. not as relevant now, but I just turned 42. So I'm getting to be one of those older guys. There we go. I don't even know who the new people are anymore. <laughs> Now, now you need to stick with your age group. Of course, I don't want to talk about that much. <laughs> right. Hey, man, we're really glad you came on. Uh, it's interesting. I think you're on show number three or four way back. This is show yeah. one. Yeah. And congratulations on all your guys' success. I'll pop in and watch some of those shows. And it's cool. Just all the sponsorship and the views you see, you know, hundreds of views on YouTube of each of your videos. And it's really cool. You guys have been able to take it this far and do what you guys are doing with it. Well, thank, thank you. you. Um, I hope to see you. In fact, you, I just noted when you were talking about the uh, Oyster Fest in January. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, yeah. We might need to do an episode down there. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Well, yeah. Daniel, thank you for being here. Funeralpayplan.com, something that uh, funeral directors need to take a look at. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. I All appreciate right. it. See you, see man. You. Great interview. I love the uh, – it. It's free funeral financing. Like, how much easier and better can that get? Yeah. And, you know, again, if we look at our industry or our profession, people get upset about industry. Bottom line is we offer more ways to pay than Walmart. We have pre-need insurance. We have pre-need trust. We've got life insurance. We've got cash, credit card, right? And now you have this other one. You can't go to Walmart and have those choices. Cash or credit card. That's pretty much it. That's right. That's right. When you say we can't collect our money, I consider myself an expert in accounts receivable, along with our friends Jamie and crew at CNJ. 
the only excuse is you. You're not doing the job right. That's right. Anyway, so uh, who brought us that fabulous interview? The wonderful people at Live Oak Bank. You and I got to spend some time with uh, their their funeral profession team and, and arm of that company. And just they're doing some great things in the profession and really drivers of changing the rhetoric and, and how funeral homes grow. So yeah, they've, they've got a new, in fact, they've gone to the cemetery for inventory mm -hmm. uh, money. So again, if it's about money, you need money. You need to chat with the folks over at Live Oak Bank. Let's roll out promo. Introducing a new way for cemetery owners to grow their business. The inventory growth loan powered by Live Oak Bank. Want a better way to expand your inventory than the traditional pre-sale plans? Build and grow your businesses now. The inventory growth loan leverages the value of newly constructed mausoleums and columbaria to get your expansion project moving sooner. Whether you're an existing cemetery needing to increase your number of crypts or a funeral home looking to add a memorial garden or columbarium, this product is your potential game changer. The inventory growth loan recognizes the cyclical nature of cemetery sales. So when sales are low, enjoy less strain on your cash flow. When sales are strong, pay down more of your principal. A more aggressive principal pay down shortens the life of your loan and fuels further expansion. Plus, our online management system allows you to easily manage your new inventory, monitor sales, review payments, and check your loan balance all in one place. The system also automates disbursements after each sale, then updates your loan balance, which helps you stay connected to your business's performance. The inventory growth loan is faster and more flexible than traditional loans, which allows you to pay less and retain more value. Ready to grow? Contact us and learn more about the inventory growth loan powered by Live Oak Bank. All right, partner, that wraps up episode 118. We'll be on to 119 next week. I'm going to be down at the Cana convention in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so excited to, to rub some elbows with the movers and shakers on the cremation side of the business, uh, which is really becoming the side of the business. It is, yeah, it is uh, the, the heavier weighted side. So we're certainly going to be together next week, not at that location. I may be uh, uh, in almost heaven, you know, Dixieland. Mm -hmm. I'll right. leave that alone for a little later. We'll see where that ends up. But bottom line is uh, we'll bring us another show. I've got us a great guest, or we may do some things live from down there. I think that'd probably be a great idea. That's right. Be good. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Another show. Until next time. Have a great effing week. Out here.